from the desk below. on this show so we're gonna dive into you guys how you met so welcome back from desk low as you can see my guys right here i got the the young king right here the beard guard in the buildings like a six appearance on the show jr swift and then he brought along this talented mc and they released technical foul so if i say your name wrong brother i'm sorry but we have you'll never know yes sir yes sir yes sir yeah. I had, to sound, up, I had to sound it out like preschool when I was like first finding you. I'm like, you'll never know. At first, I was like, I'll just ask him. I'm like, no, I'll just, just sound it out, Lo. <laughs> 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 um, so let's just dive right into it. Yo, JR, like, yo, you come with the heat and you bring like the best out of each other. So how did you find you'll never know? Did you guys have a previous relationship before that? Um, I think from what I remember, we had met through a mutual friend. Shout out to man, and um, he was like, "Yo, I think you should check out bro, like sound nice." So I'm like, "I bet." And um, I'm gonna keep it down. First, I was like, looked on off because um, the off, like the the off rhythm type of vibe, like like the flow. I'm like, nah, this this is different. I like being different, like. It's kind of like when you create and like producers, they do like a four bar loop a lot of the times. But sometimes you have like producers like Dilla that do something like seven bars, whatever, whatever. But anyway, but to have an artist work with an artist that's unorthodox, I think that's pretty dope because I feel like I'm unorthodox as well. So, um, and then like a couple years later, talked about it, and I'm saying doing technical file. We have a name yet, but talking about doing an EP. That's how it came about. So. Okay, and as for you, you'll never know it too. When when I was listening to My God, and when I got to Technical, I had to like go back. I'm like, okay, let's just start this again because this shit was fire. So, because <laughs> <laughs> Jr. doesn't work with like just anybody. Like you gotta impress his ears. So when I heard this, I was like, oh shit! Like this is something else. So I was curious. Um, are you from Baltimore, my G? Uh, yeah, that's correct. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, you know what, for the record, I've been out here in Baltimore for about 15 years. Okay. I was born here, but, uh, I was raised as a military brat, you know what I'm saying? Like, my father was in the military, so I spent, I went to high school out in California, so I spent okay. the majority of my time in, uh, uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, and then California, and then I ended up moving to Baltimore, back to Baltimore. So yeah, that's this is where this is where I'm at, yo. Okay, well you can definitely tell that you travel around because you don't stick to a certain sound too. And plus, if there's some of the rhyme that you were kicking on this on technical, I was like, yo, that shit. Because only very few people can pull off that sound, and you killed that shit. I was like, yo, that shit was fire right there. So let's get into like the like the name technical foul. Like, why did you guys choose the the name technical foul? Man, um, well. I was about to ask Jr. You want you want to elaborate? But I got <laughs> but um, yo, I've been I've been I, my previous projects I've been working on as far as like that's been out. Um, the confidence is everything series. Um, Sham Guard. Um, all of my joints been like vintage. You know what I'm saying? Basketball theme. You know what I mean? And uh, not necessarily 
me just talking about like just basketball, like on some Shaquille, o- Shaquille O'Neal type vibe. Yeah. Like, but, just, but just paying homage, just infusing hip hop with um with vintage basketball, which '90s ball, in my opinion, was the best era in basketball. Period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I agree like that's that. just me. So just in conjunction, kind of like paying homage to the domestic basketball, similar to like what how Westside Gun and them do with the um, the wrestling. wrestling. You know what I mean? I just put my own twist on, just you know, keeping the ball rolling with, you know, infusing hip hop and paying homage to you know basketball. And I felt like with this project, what I wanted to do is uh, I wanted to showcase that was nice, and I wanted to showcase that yo I, I'm not playing, and I wanted to put my foot on cats next, you know, and people would never heard that that type of sound out of me and then mind you a lot of projects i don't really cuss like that so this one i just wanted to show a different side of me and um just just you know showcase that i was ill man so technical foul and and the person and that's the reason why i reached out to jr because i felt like his sound complimented you know what i wanted to do and what i wanted to you know elaborate and show the people yeah, because this was a very different project as opposed to your Dustin Grime project. Um, right, right. I was because I, I always got to do my research on my guests just to see like you know what they did before they came across my radar. So when I seen Dustin Grimes compared to Technical Foul, I'm like this is totally different sounds. But I think you made the right choice by going in the direction with the JR sound with Technical Foul because you put your own spin on. To this 90s, like you pay homage to 90s basketball too. Like the cover is different on streaming sites, but the original cover you have on um, Bandcamp, I don't, I don't know where that game's from, but that dude looks like he's gonna fuck somebody up in that coverage. Yo, that's actually uh, Ron Artest. Uh, that what year was that? You remember that 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 year, Jr. Yeah, because I was actually in um, I was in I was in school at the time. I was at Kansas State, and I remember like being in the dorms and watching that unfolding and happening. You know? Oh, so, so you've actually yeah, seen that on TV. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it was crazy. It was nuts, man. So, um, you know, I, he got more than a technical foul for that. But I just thought, like, the funny thing about that cover, originally the cover that you see on Spotify and, and Tidal, yeah. um, Pizza All 7, you know, who worked with Uncle John and all that, you know, um, I reached out to him originally to do the artwork. And like literally before the album was getting mixed and mastered and turned in, uh, Elijah Marsalis, who was the executive producer of the album, hit me up and was like, yo, we need to use this cover for it. And I'm like, are you sure? He was like, yo, this is the one. This is going to grab people's attention. And I told JR, and I was like, yo, what you think about it? And he was like, yo, that's that's fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then it kind of worked out in this way because due to, you know, um, like putting yourself on Spotify. Yeah, and, they always have those clearances of covers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it kind of worked out. So, you know, on the band camp, we put the, you know, the, the Renard Test version and then on the, uh, the Spotify streaming site, we use the Bobby Knight version. Okay, yeah, because like cover art's everything though, but when you have two cover arts that go together, that's even better in the long run for marriage too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I was curious too, like the like the very first time you ever heard like a JR beat, because I won't front, I heard, I found this guy through Primo Jab, Sharp Jab right there, and uh, it was led ever since, so I was curious on the very first time you ever heard of a JR beat. Yo, me and Jr. Shout out to Manhe. You know what I'm saying? Manny uh, Lord. Yes, sir. I, I mean, yeah, shout out to Manhe. Uh, I met I met Jr. through Manhe, and you know he uh linked me up with his SoundCloud, and I was just listening to his uh his Bodega beat tapes, and actually like this is how the technical file joint transpired. I just kept telling him every time we would link like through social media in the past, and I'm like, yo, that my God beat. Yo, know, he's that. I, like, I will always mention that beat, and I said, "Yo," and I knew when I heard that joint, I was like, "Yo, that's going to be the the joint. I need that. I need that, yo." So that that's how I, that's from there. That rest is history. Wow. So that was the very first track y'all did together. That was like the very first track we all got to hear when we check out the project. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. 
So this one gives like more appreciation for the art too, because now that you know like the process of it, you go into it with a different mind state. It's like these dudes made the first track together, and this is the intro. So when I go back and replay that while I'm smoking the fires Canadian loud, I'm gonna be like, damn, yo, sounds like this guy's been working forever. Um, so with you guys too, like having a good chemistry too, like that's very rare for like two different people to have like, for, I'm sorry, um, two different artists and producers from different regions have uh, chemistry because it sounds like that you all been working together for years too. So with that being said too, the videos, because everybody wants visuals nowadays too. Have you guys ever talk, talked about flying down to like maybe Charlottetown or Baltimore to meet up for a video? Yeah, that's that's going that's going to happen. Um, actually, okay. uh, we got the we got the My Guard video dropping uh, this Wednesday. Actually, okay, okay. So you guys are wasting no time on this. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get Jr. You know, what I'm saying because I know we goes back and forth between you know Charlotte and, and 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 Brooklyn. So if we can if we can make something happen for another visual, and either if he can come up here. Baltimore, yeah, we can do that. Well, this year I'm traveling. I'm, I'm tired of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm actually trying to move. I'm trying to move closer. I'm trying to move, move back to VA. Okay. Because I know so much that's going on between B-more and New York. So it's like, I've been I've been in Charlotte for 10 years, so it's just time to, you know what I'm saying, elevate somewhere else. And I'm definitely, yeah, like, um... I don't be, you know, we spoke about that. Definitely coming up there and we, you know what I'm saying, linking up to do a video. That's that's a fact. So, with you wanting to move and everything too, is that also so you can work like it um, in the same room as the as the artist as opposed to going back and forth through the emails? Yeah, I, I hate I hate the email game, bro. Oh, like, I feel you, bro. Uh, I hate the email game. Like I'd rather. Like that connection with you in a room with everybody is different than the yo, okay, I like this beat, I like that beat. I make something or I'm making something from scratch and I send it to the to the artist, then they pick the joint. It's like that's cool, but sitting in the room and you building ideas, I feel like that's way better. You building more of a relationship too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that is my thing. Like I'd rather backpack it up and link with somebody in their city or they come to my city and we build. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather do that. I'll tell you one thing, you know, if you move out there and you fuck around and get in the same studios, because I like, yo, they may try to sign you right then and there, my G. Oh, yeah. You, you, you talking about uh, Rizalda? Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to keep it real. I think if, if they do any signing, I think they should sign Camouflage Monk before they sign me. Mm. Yo, I see some stuff on Twitter between the two, and like it looked like they were kind of beefing for stuff like that. I'm like, man, if these two would just make music together again, whoo, shit. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I, I've seen it. Like, I don't try to get in nobody's business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we don't want to do that. But, but if, if, you know, a lot of people been hit me over everything that's going on because of the joint. You know, well, I guess more so camouflage monkey and advice. Um. I mean, I, I know they had history or whatever, but I just feel it's right. They, they all from the same city. But, um, you know, no, nah, like, I feel like it's only right if they get everything right that they should sign him. You know what I'm saying? And, um, okay. I mean, I continue to work with them, but right now, what I'm working on is pushing this, this EP because um, I definitely don't want this to be a sleeper. I feel like, you know, this is struggle. To what I mean, it won't be respect, but I feel like people slept on the project I did with Bro, beat off from from Cali. I feel like people slept on that too, and um, I definitely want nobody sleep on none of the work that I do with anybody because yeah, like you said, like I, work, I try to work with the best, like yeah, because you don't just work with anybody, like you have nah, to really impress and, and, and that's where like a lot of people be reaching out, but I gotta feel it. If it don't make sense, I'm not gonna do it. You know what I'm saying that's. That's just me. That's always going to be me because I try to tell people I'm building a catalog, even for MC. For MC, like, it's going to be mad niggas that's going to hit y'all up trying to, um, like, yo, I want a feature. What's the, what's the bread looking like? Whatever, whatever. But, every, you know what I'm saying? All money ain't good money. You know what I'm saying? All features ain't good features. So it's the same with me. Like, I'm building a resume. So I can say, yo, look, this person, whether they on the up and coming, 
or they, they mid-tier, or they even at the highest level in the music. Like, I want to say, I work with that person and that person, and I'm doing it my way. Yeah. Well, can you work with artists, too, like, that gets a lot more attention, too, because your resume now. Have you ever thought about, like, starting, like, like a Beard God Records or something like that to be able to showcase and split profits between each other and actually go on tour? Because, like, it's a very profitable game, and especially, like, with your resume and then, like, the people that you work with, like, you'll never know or beat out, too. Like, when people actually hear these projects and... The, the wordplay over these beats, they're going to be like, yo, like, this dude has some type of ear where, like, and then they're going to say, yo, where did he find these guys? And, like, yo, just go on from the desk below and tell them. But have you ever, like, thought about that? Like, doing, like, a Beard God, like, a JR Records or something like that? I don't want to say Beard God Records. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that was part of my plan, like, you know, after, um, after Hitler 7, um, I kind of, you know, play the background a lot. I forgot you got Because uh, I've been playing for this year. And um, I was going to turn Corner Bodega into an actual album and reach out to the people I've been working with. Okay. So have, like, you'll never know when beat are, like, possibly on the same track. Yeah, yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, definitely. Like, I think that would be it. Like, I thought about, um, of course, West Calm, um, Flea, um, you know, Never. Um, Doc, um, even some of my people who's back from VA, um, uh, even maybe Elzar, just a couple people. But, you know, I feel like with some some individuals, the brand probably got to be right or they probably do off the arm. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, the, 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 the feeling got to be you. But, yeah, definitely. I definitely want to do um, Corner Bodega, the album. And, um, yeah, put it under the air, air silence records. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I love to hear beat on it, and you'll never know. Go back and forth over at JRB. That sounds like technical. Shit. Man, it's going to be, <laughs> be crazy. Like, uh, B Dot is nice, man. I, I heard, you know, I'm familiar with B Dot. So he be lunching and chewing cats on the battle circuit. So yeah. It's pin game crazy, yo. So that would be, you know. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, so, um, you know, but but going back, like that's you know that's why I'm I'm proud to work with whenever because um I, I know I uh, do super talented I know like once he we had the idea of doing this project I was like yeah it, it makes sense I know it's gonna be ill and um and I'm, I'm excited like you know, I'm, keep, I'm definitely gonna keep pushing I know how the game is now like you gotta put out something every two weeks or every month. And people need to realize you could train your fans to a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to, oh, I'm putting out an album every single month. You could train your fans to expect an album once a year or yeah. twice, you know what I'm saying, twice a year. But it depends, you know, where you are, if you want to up and up. You know what I'm saying? You kind of could get them to where you want to go, but you could train your fans to a certain way. Well, yeah, too. And it's all about, like, you can never rush art, too. Like, you can, but it won't come out the way that you want. Right, right. But I feel like with our album, you know, we definitely didn't rush. Everything was playing out. From yeah, it was back like, to like a year. It was like a year from June. Yes. So this has been going on for, oh, for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't, this wasn't something that we just, you know what I'm saying, we did like a month. And nah, this was like planning and constantly, you know, and, you know, we live in two different cities. So oh, yeah. It's, we did, and it's crazy that the project came out so cohesive because, you know, we was going back via email. You know what I mean? We wasn't in the lab together. We was going back via email with this. So, and then that was just a year process from the recording. And I, will, I was making sure that I wasn't sending him no no bullshit. Like, yeah. when I got to the lab to record, I would always shoot JR the roughs. Like, yo, boom. Check this out. What do you think about this? You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to make sure that with this project, I had to bring the best Neville I could be. You know what I mean? So did you have to cut, like, a lot of songs that you initially recorded for this? Because it's only six tracks. Um, nah. There was was certain beats that um, I used that didn't make the project. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that didn't make it. And, uh, again... 
I would shoot Jr. the roughs and like, yo, what do you think about this? And all in all, it was it was just a process. Like once we got the records recorded, you know, in my mind, I, and I got with my team, my magnetic team. I know who do you feel should be dope on this? Who do you think should do cuts on this record? You know what I'm saying? So it was all about a lot of communication, you know. And that's like my favorite part when it comes to recording is the writing and recording part is fun, but once you start putting it together and start like, you know what I'm saying, putting the pieces of the puzzle, that's like amazing. Then yeah. like doing a then and roll out, yo, that's and that's like one of my favorite parts. Okay. See a lot of people they don't really like the roller. They're like, let's just get it out. Like fuck the roller, let's get it out. But you actually take pride in actually having fun because you enjoy it. It's your passion. That's right. That's facts, yo. So how do you hold on to a track like Rashid Wallace and if this is a year to make, because I, I don't want man. Like, some of these songs, like, I can only imagine, like, yo, I just want to put this out. Like, how hard was it, like, to hold on to these songs? Or when you guys knew, like, if I hold on to this, like, the reaction is going to be phenomenal. We just have to hold off until it's finished. Um, yo, it, it, it definitely, it was definitely easy. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know how everybody on the internet, they, 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 they talk about a project before it's even recorded, or yeah, they be like, "This this project's coming soon." It was like, "Yo, me and Jr. We we wasn't on that. We we just cut from that from that cloth and just making music. You know what I mean? I know he had things uh, going on, and he was a busy dude. He had cats reaching out to him, and I had my own thing. You know, trying to put dust in with that year. Um, so um, I think once it was finally time for us to lock in, it just I don't know. It was just, it just, it was just natural. You know what I mean? We, I mean, I've never been that type of person to just spoil, spoil it. Cause yeah, I wanted to let you know, like, you know, it, it, there's, there's no fun in, in spoiling a project and it's not done yet. You know what I mean? I never <laughs> understood that. I, I never understood that. So once, once we both got word that it was ready and it was finished, I was like, all right, let's start throwing, let's start sprinkling little hints. You know what I'm saying? Prior to the year being almost over, you know? Yeah, because JR was quick, because I was paying attention to JR. He was quiet. And I was like, yo, he must be working on something. And then, like, near the end of the year, you guys um, announced a technical foul, too. Like, you guys even have, like, John Doe um, from Southern Vanguard doing scratches on these records, too. Like, uh, he killed that Fleo Cards, uh, Fleo Cards track too with the scratches on that. What actually want to made made you guys want to include a DJ for scratches on this too, as opposed to Jr. just doing the beats too? Because I I think that that's something that we need in this renaissance of hip hop is like the DJs actually getting credits for the scratches. Um, I, I think um, for for the records that I'm hearing now, it's you hearing more DJs putting scratches on records, which is dope because I feel like that's a missing piece. Like I don't lie, sometimes I get bored listening to my own beats, like just a loop, really, you know, what I'm saying breakdowns or the same type of breakdowns, the same drum fills, whatever, whatever. So the same, the same beat, loop and loop and loop. To throw something else in the mix, I think that's pretty fire. Shout out to John Doe because um, the scratches was L. So, I mean, it made sense. Like, that's hip hop, like, B Boy, producing, DJ, um, of course, like, MCing, like, everything. That's that's hip hop. So, why not throw a DJ in the mix to throw scratches on it and complete the record? Okay. Now, like, and this is why I love when artists do interviews, too. Uh, never. Like, how did you come up with your name? You'll never know, and the way you stylize it, too. Like, did you go? Did you always go by You'll Never Know, or did you have to play around with a couple names before you actually got it right? Uh, um, before I went by You'll Never Know, I went uh, Verb, and this is like this is like years and years ago when I was in when I was in high school when I was like battling heavy. Oh, it's been way um, before A Verb was popping. Sorry, A Verb, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Um, but. Funny how that came about. I had a, a close friend, and uh, his name was Mischief. He was in the military. I came back from my second year in college, and uh, he put me on um, Jr. He put me on an Elza. Uh, oh, with my, with my, that was like my first introduction to Elza, yo. And um, one day we, he was just a, a big hip hop head. Like he put me down with Tanya Morgan, Born Exchange, like all these like dope, dope people, yo. And um, 
one day he was just chilling. He was like, yo, man, you should call yourself. You'll never know. And I'm like, what? At first, I thought it was stupid. I'm like, what you mean? Like, you'll never know. That's dumb. He was like, nah, but peep it, yo, because everybody has a name. Like, everybody has a name. So now it's like kind of like a mind fuck, you know? To, like, when you when every time I tell people, they're like, well, what's your name? I'm like, yo, you'll never know. <laughs> like, oh, that's crazy. Like, that reaction is so dope. So, you know, once, you know, that happened, I just went with it ever since. And every time people ask me, you know, What's my name? You'll never know. It's always the same genuine love and, and reaction. You know? So that's why I do it. It's pretty dope. Okay. Yeah. Because like for the average listener, when they come up to you, like your name, like you'll never know. It's like, what? Yeah, somebody's been a smart ass. Like, well, you'll never know. <laughs> and about most people, like if you're not the average, if you're the average listener, they'd be like, and I like how you guys said too, like um, you guys didn't pre-announce this before it was done because there are so many artists that do that, like um, Joel Santana and Let Away and Can't Feel My Face. Like, yo, we still wait for that. But like, I understand like the power of words, like people may be waiting for this and waiting for this and it will never come out, but you guys wait and then actually like, okay, we have it done. So now let's put, let the people know we got something coming. So that's, that's very smart, but also very rare. And I like how you guys didn't say, this is a classic. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. When that, JR, I ain't gonna tell you this. When that joint dropped on New Year's Day, that surprised a lot of people, yo. Like, it smacked Fire out of life. <laughs> I, I didn't even know it was dropping. It oh, was you like, didn't even know? Okay. Oh, I, oh, I, I thought I told you. No. That was my fault. There was so much going on on my team, on my behalf, on Magnetic. It was like, yo, we was working on the rollout. Like, this is what we're going to do. So once it was ready, it was like, all right, let's, let's release it. But the reaction, like, everybody was like, yo, I had no idea. And then, you know, JR is a, is a talented, incredible producer that's that's very talented. I vouch for that, you know. Oh, so when, when people hit me up and was like, yo, you did a record with JR, well, that's crazy, man. <laughs> so just to get that reaction, that 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 shows that that, you know what I'm saying, my man's doing something right and I'm I was grateful to, to work with that man, yo. And then also too, like it wasn't like you hit him up out of nowhere. Like, you guys have relationships previous before that, too, and that's what made the project come out so good, too. Thank you, thank you. Oh, anytime, like I said. And, but, like, but like to clear up what I said earlier, I like how you guys said when it dropped, yo, it's a classic. Because most people, they're so fast to say, the day it drops, yo, I dropped the classic. You just got to give it time to let the people decide, too. Now, I believe, like, this... This EP, once you guys actually do a full album together, I believe this is the beginning of a classic because everybody has to start somewhere. Not everybody's going to nail it the first time. This is a solid project. Don't win my only complaint. Now keep it all the way in mail like the beloved Fleet said. I just wish it was longer. JR got like that, like that drug dealer mentality. It's like, I've never done heroin before, but if I've done heroin, I'm like, yo, I need, I need more of that. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> we might work on something. You know, hey. Well, man, <laughs> that's a fact. Like, and I, I think this year, because somebody else just sent me up. Um, I work with somebody before, too. Somebody sent me up. They want to do an album as well. And um, I, I think this might be the year you're going to see me produce four, like, four joints, like, for people. So, um, because people, I guess, only hear a certain sound for me. Okay. But, this definitely displays a different range from JR. Yeah, like mind you, you still have the classic JR sound, but you still have, there's other tracks like Sunset Park, where it shows a completely different versatility as opposed to like a technical beat for me. Right. So from that to even in joints, y'all gonna hear from me and Elza. It's wicked. You know what I'm saying? From me and then anybody else. So even whether it's a one-off or whether it's a, uh, a joint that I fully produced. It's always going to be something different because I'm always trying to elevate my game. I even reach out to dudes that's better than me or I feel is better than me. And like, yo, how can I elevate my game because I'm, I got to give the best version of me every single time because every time you, I feel like every time you're not working, somebody's out working. 
So it don't matter, okay, I got placements or whatever, cool. I mean, I still got more work to do. Like, it's, like the, the underground or just hip-hop in general is uh, it's, it's a big field. Yeah. I, still, I still got the voice, Five Nines, the, the Craig guys, even the Rhapsodies. Like, it's so many people that I still want to work with, and I got a lot of work to do. That's why I, I try to put that time in as much as possible, so. And in the gym. Well, yeah, it's like doing time at the gym. You're just honing your skills so when you actually get down for showtime, it's like, okay, like, I'm not fucking around. I've been training for this. That's the fact. That's definitely a fact. You know, also, Clyde is kept. Y'all might hear JR emceeing this shit. Y'all might. I might Yo, you've been that. teasing that for a bit, but I didn't... I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I didn't think that. I remember you said uh, a little something, a little rhyme in the group chat. I was like, oh, that's oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I forgot. This <laughs> I got. Yo, it's okay. Yeah. You probably only have the only from the desk low rap in your DM. So, yeah, let's hope that never fucking gets up. listen. That, that um... But, you know, I just want to show different talents, man. Like, you know, being a producer is tough. I mean, especially, like, when your name is it's, it's getting up there. It's, it's crazy. I just want to bring the, the right people with me, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like the Nevers and, and the Beatles, my, my, my uh. boy Dove, uh, my boy Ascetic, just, you know, just naming a few people even more along the way because the internet, you're always going to build with genuine people. Yeah. If you're genuine, at least if you put out that energy, you're going to build with genuine people. And um, the energy by itself is going to push away the people that's not genuine, I feel like. So yeah, I just want to bring the right people with me on my journey. And I think so far it's been explaining that. So from cats like you to, to um, what's my name, Corey, um, to, damn, uh, uh, I can't think of his son's name right now. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 this, no, bro, yeah, to just me and y'all just through the net, it's, that's dope, yeah, Same people, that's like, yo, you dope, and everybody, like, that brotherhood, see what I'm saying, um, that just genuine love, and I want to continue to get that, that love, and get, get, get that love back, too, so. Yeah, because, like, mm. not only, like, you know, I got to see the growth of you too. I actually got to see like these placements come to life. Yo, I still remember to this day. You know, I want that on that Flea Lord and Flea Lord album, and then after you said Ito, and then yo, you you made all this shit come at the truth. Like that was just inspiring to see. It's like yo, this man said he wanted to be on that project. And this dude is on all these Griselda features. Like every project, they include your own. They should include you and Dub and what would Shane gonna do? But I understand they want to stick to a certain sound. <laughs> and Shady probably wasn't gonna clear the budget. They're like, yo, we invested so much time in Danger and Beat Butcher. Let's just put this out. Yeah, yeah, no, but but I mean, I got the that's for later. But I'm I want to use that to possibly you know put never in the room with with a wax or. I was just gonna say with, like with, never with, with, and Elzai together too like. Ooh, both yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like to, to have that, like you know, that's why having projects like like technical file, you got people listening, and you never know who, who's listening. That's the crazy part. You never know because uh, I started putting like be making videos on YouTube. People hit me up like, "Yo, I didn't know you did Big Luther freestyle." At this point, but it be two years ago. At this point, but yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, about to be two years ago, and they still like, yo, I didn't even know you did that. People still don't even know uh, I did Batista or Amherst Station 3 or even EIS. Oh, yeah, it's you did Army Station 3. Yeah. So a lot of people not even know that I did that, but I want to be able people to, to, to take. <laughs> hmm? People don't read, yo. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause, nah, cause you know, you know, a, a lot of people, a lot of people think Danji did a lot of the stuff. Yeah. And, wow. Um, yeah. Who's that? Cause I even showed you um, when Batista dropped. You remember when Sun Tenzu posted that on YouTube and he said produced by Danji? It's like, nah, man, that shit's produced by JR. <laughs> right, right. So wow. that's what I'm saying. Like, so uh, you know, it was, it was, um, you know, I want to be able to you. But with what I've done in projects like like with me and, and never did 
But yeah, that the album that we put out, I was able to use that to where it can elevate even more. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to do. Like, yo, hopefully this will put you in, in more rooms or put you in a room with individuals that's going to elevate you further than I can and so on and so forth. So that's, that's, that's my main goal. Put out classics or eventually classes when people, people got to go back for one and listen. Yeah. When people got ADHD. People don't like <laughs> yeah. going back and listening to all the stuff. Like, you know. That still blows my class. mind how people can listen to an album for like one week and then never go back to it. Like, it's like, well, what's the point of fucking saying you're a fan if you're never going to go back to it? Man, I, I, honestly, I went back today. I was at the gym. I listened to The Understanding by Man Bleak. Ah, that's classic. That's, yeah, that's one of my favorite records off from Man Bleak. You know? So, and, yeah, and I, I had to go back. And at that the time, gym. when I released, that wasn't as viewed as how it is today. They're like, oh, just another Rockefeller release. Mind you, it still went golden. Like, that just... Jay's right hand man, but now that we don't get no more Memphis Bleak because they only released four albums, we go back and listen to these old projects. Like yo, damn, mm-hmm. you know this was like really ahead of its time back then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even now, like I was listening to speaking of going back, I was listening to Reflection Eternal. Okay, high tech, high tech, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so many classic albums that, that came out throughout the years, they're probably gonna give you like one album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like 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 Black Star. Like Black Star. Yeah. Like one album. Even um I'm trying to think who else. Um can't think right now, but it's you know, and, and people consider that classic albums. Even um I know they give you more, but like Stone Village. The albums that they gave from when they was in Bella Basement to around the time like Elzon left, it was still like classic joints that they put out, and people still consider fantastic. Why you went into classic albums, even after that, when others are the same. So I mean, yeah. it's what, what makes classic albums to me is the film and the story that's behind it. I think nowadays mm-hmm. everybody is at home, sending beats and verses and all that at home. There's no stories being told. Mm-hmm. There's no like you, you like you can't say. Yeah, I remember the time where, oh, me and such and such was doing this and this happened and we was late to the studio, whatever, whatever. No, like that, those stories don't happen no more. Yeah, because it's literally great up and you can set up shop in your own home. But it's like, it's the people who actually care about the lyricism and like how they present their story to the world. It's like... You can do this. You just got to do it properly. You know how to do it because anybody can put words together. It's all about finding out. It's like a puzzle, like how you said, finding the pieces to the puzzle. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. I, I think, but that's what makes hip hop. You know, that's added on to hip hop is having them stories. Like I watched the same way uh, with Premier. He was talking about how he used to travel a lot. I think from Houston to to New York, and um, even even for myself, like a lot of people. They they wasn't putting the two and two together, but when I was showing like I was going to Detroit, a lot of people didn't know why I was going to Detroit. And I was going to Detroit to the the rock well. So I could have that story you know, I have kids, I could tell them like, yo, the pops did this, you know, people <laughs> yeah. ask now, like, yo, I did That's this. Important. Right, you know what I'm saying? And even what happened, like when I even when I landed, I lost my wallet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right, shit. right on the yeah, right on the plane. I'm like, damn, like, because I ordered, I, you know what I'm I got food or whatever, like, with little snacks or whatever on a plane, and I forgot to put my wallet back in my my, uh, my pants, right, in my pocket. I got off, I'm like, yo, where my wallet at? Wallet was still on the plane, and shorty was not, you know what I'm saying, once you leave the plane, you can't go back on. Oh, I would have tripped. So, so, yeah, I was talking about a whole different city, lost my wallet, whatever, whatever, but, um, they got it for me. I had them cash out and show you some bread for looking up. But yeah, so it's like that. That's part of the journey. And I feel like that's also missing in the game as well. But I mean, it's neither here, you know what I mean? But, um, when, yeah. I see, when I seen you in, going to Detroit, I was like, uh, the first thing that popped to my mind was like, cause that was around the time when Westside Gun was at Heaven Studios. I was like, 
Yo, is this guy fucking going to record a Royce? But I'm glad to clear that up. But hey, that's coming soon. <laughs> that's coming soon. Um, yeah, but but, but with you, you'll yeah. never know. You briefly mentioned uh, the magnetics. Can you break that down for the people who ain't that familiar with you? Um, magnetic is a it's a brand that consists of um, myself, um, producer Elijah Monsalis, okay. um, Stephen Hicks. Um, yeah, that's the debate. Mainly, it's, it's just us three, but we have a few cats that we're associated with that make music. Um, big shout out to my man. Uh, God Knowledge, Elian Roswell, Young D the Pilot, London Boy who, who's on Technical Foul, um, Stephen Hicks I mentioned, and uh, Tay Black. So it's just right now it's just, it's just a brand. Like eventually we, we want to try to turn it into a label, but right now we're still we're still trying to you know what I'm saying get our, our feet wet with just getting cast constantly with projects. Well, okay, so I'm glad how you brought that down, too. Like, it's eventually going to evolve into that, but right now you're just trying to find your foot in on where it's going to yeah. go to. Okay. And the process is magnetic, so we we are firm believers of, of connecting people. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, we're, we're firm believers of, of collaborating and just building with people. So the majority of, of the projects that I've done is, um, you know, I work with one producer because to speak on what JR was saying, what he thinks of what a classic album is, me personally, what I think a classic album is, is if you you work with one producer. You know what I mean? Like, because mm, yes. you have that, that consistent and cohesive sound. Like, uh, to me, Murders and Ninth Wonder 316, that's a classic album. You mm. know what I mean? Because I never heard of, of, a, of a project being, you know, done with just, you know, an MC and, and, and a producer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, before I really got in Deep, deep into hip hop, like when I heard Murs and I had Wonder doing something together, I was like, "Yo, this, this is crazy," you know what I mean? So I, I always—that's my type of my type of style. I always like to work with one pro producer and um, just have that cohesive sound, just one sound on a project. Okay, so did you you did that with all your projects leading up to Technical Foul, like like the Ghost of Leah's Bass and like uh, Dustin Grimes? It was always with one producer. Yeah, Dustin Ground was produced by um, Logic Marsalis, um, Shamgar, whole project produced by Man He, mm. All the Confidences, everything series produced by Ilian Roswell. So, you know, I have a niche because I'm, I'm picky. Like, I'm real particular. Oh, yeah, I'm just sure. Yeah, I'm really particular who I work with. So, um, I just want to um, work and be able to bring the best out of that person and that person's beats brings the best out of me. Like, when I heard JR's joints, I was like, yo, this is crazy. I got make sure that I don't BS and write the best type of rhymes I could come up with. I ain't gonna lie, yo. They are. There was times I was working on a project writing, yo. I scrapped a lot of rhymes, bro. Okay, okay. That's like that. That's me, for real. Okay. But that just shows that like, you weren't playing because you could have just gone, okay, I gotta get these songs done. You're like, no, nah, that's not the one. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, so... I, I knew how important this project was to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I definitely knew I... And then out the gate, you know, we dropped it in the new year. I just wanted to come off. In my mind, my mind frame was like, yo, I have to, like, let people know that I'm about to smack fire out of them. Like, this project, I'm confident in this project, you know? And, that, and that's why you should, too, because, like, if you're not confident, then, like, who else is going to believe you, too? That's why when I heard this shit, I was like, when I, when, like I said, when I got to technical, I was like, yo, this shit's fine. Let's go all the way back, roll up, and let's just digest this fully. And when I did, I was like, Jesus Christ, man, this guy is nice as hell. I was like, man, I don't know where JL finds these guys, but man, this guy got an ear. Um, when you were um, putting together, like, oh, sorry, with, for future projects, when you're putting together an album, would you ever consider um, doing an album featuring all the producers you worked with, like a once on a piece, like something like how Jay was going to do on the Black album? Yeah, I actually do. I, I've actually... Um, I thought about that, and um, okay. it, it, it's coming. And it, there's a few, there's a few cats I want to work with to put right now. But you know, I, I've never put out a, a official like debut album. Like yeah, that. So, yes. Yeah, I think I would save that for for a debut. So okay, something like what? Uh, um, I forgot who did that, and they they uh, they did it totally backwards. It was uh, Rusty Jux. His first debut. Yeah, no mixtapes, no nothing. It was all different producers, and then as he started to go on, he worked with one producer per album. So it was completely backwards. But 
with you having like like Dustin Grimes and the ghost of Leon Bass, and then you combine that with the JR songs. Mind you, my bad producers, I don't know who produced those albums, but you put if you combine those sounds with the JR on a debut album, oh, that's that's destined for greatness right there. I appreciate that. Yeah, that would be crazy, man. That would be crazy. Okay. Now, when you guys were putting this together, too, did you guys ever talk on the phone, or was it just strictly emails? Like, like how we're doing now. Like, did you guys ever do this, like, when, when making yeah, the beats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It wasn't like, that one of weird kind of <laughs> 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 Yeah, we definitely was, like, some humans, you know what I'm saying? Okay. You might you might see Jr. in in, in the cameo in my God video. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, cause I cause I cause I picture like that's how like like how Mark Harmy and DJ Muggs they did. They just sent that shit through the email and talk or anything like. All right, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that that's not bad. On I mean, but I mean we don't know if they did or not. But right. I mean, so, so anybody, um, if he did it, if he did it that way, you know, building. I'm saying like a relationship, you just like, oh yeah, this dude pay me some bread or maybe not pay me some bread. You just mutual, you know what I'm saying? Mutually, we we felt our art was dope and we just send stuff through the airwaves. But I think that's kind of, I don't think that's genuine. I mean, I think she's able to have some type of means of communication. Even with when me and Flea was working, I mean, that was like a one off. I didn't produce the whole joint or like that. He still would hate me and be like, yo, bro, check this joint out. I mean, I ain't really seen him like Flea. I think, you know, Flea kind of moved, you know what I'm saying, like, like how he moved. And, um, like, he would have, like, the camera would be on, but I don't really see something, you know what I mean? But at least he hit me and was like, bro, like, check this yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was love because most artists don't do that. They be like, yo, I'm rapping on this joint. And yeah, just they send you the emails like, I rapped on this joint, check it out. Right. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, on, but, you know. Um, before I ask never this question too, I just want to let you know, you know, because I pay attention to all these interviews and stuff like that. You see, Elzai shouted you out on his uh, I forget what interview he did recently, but he shouted you out. I was like, oh shit! Uh, yeah, yeah, because he, he said he mentioned the project that you. He's like, I'm looking up this kid with Jr. I was like, oh shit! I freaked out the living room. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know he was even. I didn't even know that, that even happened. Cause that was, I think I dropped December 14th, I think, 14 or 15. Yeah, it was hit me and, and at the end, you know, yo, I think she checked this out. I had no idea, bro, what did they, they interview anything. Um, so I checked it out. I'm like, okay, you're talking about, you know, um, different stuff about Detroit, whatever. And then, because we, we was keeping it on the wraps for a while. Yeah, and then your name just pops out of nowhere. I was like, "Oh shit, this is, might be coming soon." If I was talking about this, yeah. So I mean, cat was out of the bag at that point. But yeah, I mean, that was love. Like, and that's another one. That's what I'm saying. Like the the vibe for one, like that was based on vibes. That's what, and that's why I'm I'm big on vibes too, because I know I'm picky with people I work with who I kick with or whatever. He's super picky. Oh yeah. Like son, oh, yeah. Like, son don't like son don't rock with nobody. Like even the whole work process went home. Like, I'm like, damn bro. Like it was times where I was about three in the morning, changing tempos, changing swings, um the drums. Like, he's his son is real particular about his art as he should be. You know yeah. what I mean? It was new to me because I'm used to like uh you know, people hit me up and they like, Yo, I ride with you, the production is fire, I right, this beat gonna work, this beat not gonna work, whatever, whatever. He would be like, Yo, this beat is fire, but and it'd be faster. So BPM might mm. be like seventy eight, he like, nah, I need to be like eighty two or eighty three. Then he like, nah, you're gonna go back to eighty two. Nah, let me try eighty four. So I'm a lot of back and forth. And this is probably I've been building with L since 2017. And um, like this, like last year, not this year, last year, around maybe July, we was putting a foot, a foot on the pedal and just go, no go. So do you, yeah. th- do you think like he's also doing that too to sharpen your skills too as a producer? Not to say like, because everybody, 
needs room to improve. Not saying like, you, like not saying like you don't suck because your beats a fire out there. But do you think oh. he's doing that to like to make you like the the greatest that, that you can be? So when you guys look back on this project, like yo, I learned that from L's and I use that to this day. Well, yeah, bro, like, you gotta think, bro, like, he's one of the probably few mass people that work with, arguably, the, the greatest producer in the world. Like, it was a big challenge for me. Like, I had major, like, think about it like this. I wear a size 11 shoe, trying to feel a, a size 13, 14 shoe. I'm never gonna feel that, bro. You know what I mean? Like, not, not saying that I'm not gonna say that because I got the two numbers. Crazy, crazy wise, but the step in and all damn, what's the, how can I say this, bro? It's like, like a step in the right direction for you to be to, able to get to that level. To, to say that I'm working with somebody, work with Diller, and do my and to do my, my thing, um, mm -hmm. it, it was tough, bro. It definitely was tough, but um. It was a dope process. Like even now, when I make beats, I I, I change the tempo because I can hit L. Like nah, I think she's speed that up. <laughs> so yeah, it, it it definitely did. It definitely did. Even with my when penmanship, like if I decide to really you know be an artist, like never even never hit me with that. Like yeah, just me listening and like him physically like yo, I think she do like this, but just me like listening. Because I actually was an artist first, I was rapping first, so I was always a fan of bars. So listening to like never listening to uh, listening to like people who's like real technical with bars, like I'm a fan of that. So yeah, for sure, bro. And like the thing is too, like this is what I. This I'm just gonna say this right now, like because when people say Detroit, they think they say M. Royce, Elzai, Fat Cat, and Guilty. I was like, you thought your phone was lit now, JR? Yo, wait till that project comes out. Your phone gonna be fucking lit. Bro, from everybody, bro. Like, that's, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yo, don't be nervous, my G. Like, yo, just, just mentally prepare yourself because I'm telling you, man, when, when, when that, because that's one hell of a cosign. Like, the more and more you actually look back on Detroit hip hop and what Elzine means, it's like, this dude's on the caliber of an Eminem level. Like, like not, like, you know how much people wish they could say, yo, I'll give my left nut to work with Elzai. Yo, people would actually do that shit to do it. Yo, not to, uh, not to, uh, not to digress and cut y'all off, but um, in Baltimore, we did a joint called Be More Dilla. Okay. And I think it was uh, there every year around February, we do uh -huh. a committee that does a Be More Dilla. And me and Elzai, we rock. The same stage. This was like twenty. I think this was. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, I would like to. I told Elzai when I met him, yo, I, I ain't gonna front. I was like, so because he's like one of my favorite MCs, and yeah. I told him, I said, yo, my, witness my growth, changed my life. He was a cool dude, yo. So yeah, I just wanted to get that out the way. Oh no, no, no! no. I'm glad you're glad to no. put that out there because it, it's. it's a, I'm all about destiny and like how things are supposed to happen, like how you just said that. And how JR has an album with him, and then how you guys have that EP together. Yo, this is all destiny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's that's hip hop. That's the story to tell somebody. Like, yo, mm -hmm. uh, okay, this person did a produced the album, which like uh, he's super picky. So again, <laughs> but the rock you being MC and rocking stage with one of your favorites, right? Like that's ill. Yeah, that, that's that's ill, bro. Like, and not that much people say that they were been on the same stage as Elzai. Nah, nah, bro. Not at all. I think I think that's major for you, bro. To you can put that on your resume. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I was on the stage with one of the illest to 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 do it. You know what I'm saying? And so actually, I like think chop it up with her. Yeah, that was ill. Because when sure. you told me to, I won't say it on the air, but when you told me about, you know, me and Buster Ryan and stuff like that, I was like, oh, man, I didn't think Buster was going to be like that. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you know, celebrity thing, man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Dude was That's in it. Halloween, so, you know, you got that little bit of Hollywood. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, you know. I mean, I still, I still would do that work though. Like, oh yeah, I still like, salute the bus there, just like yo, 
We need more music, Buster. Quit working out and go with Jim. Drop the e ELT2. We waited. Um, That's a fact. <laughs> you've been announcing that since 2012. I've been waiting for this shit. <laughs> um, so with you, Never too. I was curious, being from Baltimore, on your influences, too. Um, I know yo, I'm living there. Yo, my, exactly. my influence has been changing so many times, though. Like, it... it it just it just switches up so many times. Okay, how about this? What was that rapper that said that made you say, "I'm gonna do this"? Big L. Damn. Okay. Okay. Big now, L. now, did you discover Big L when he was with us or after he left us? Man, absolutely. Man, yeah. I found, I found Pretty much everyone. So, like, I did too. Yeah, yeah. I found out big, about Big L when I was a freshman in high school. And um, yeah, it was just like I was just amazed at his, his at, at his story. Then once I dug deep into the, you know, his his, his story and him as an artist, I'm like, yo, this dude is crazy, like crazy, <laughs> nice, man. Like, and it was just unfortunate that he had to, you know, he, he passed like that. You know, what I mean, I feel like if he was still alive today, you know, he would definitely be killing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he was definitely one of my influences. And uh, once I started getting more and more into hip hop and underground, you know, um, Fonte, Blue, mm. um, Elza, Jean Grey, uh, Homeboy Sandman, like you know, all these cats are like are have been a, a big influence in, in you know what I'm saying my career, just making me sharpen my pen and always keep me on my toes. Homeboy Sandman, that's a name that's rarely ever brought up as an influence. I like how you brought that up too. Yeah, man, he don't get enough credit, yo. He's dope. Wow. Okay. So, like, I like how you didn't just say like the obvious, like, um, like, um, currency or um, Bob Deep or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you actually, people may not even know these names too, but if you're really tapped into the culture, you know who these people are. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can't forget Doom either. You know, MF Doom. Okay. Can't forget. Now, what do you guys think? Now, this is a question for both of you about Doom, too, because, man, this dude is one hell of a dude to get a hold of. Like, this dude is like, like, Ken Tut or something like that to get a hold of. So, like, I was curious on what do you guys think about the, the mysterious persona in hip-hop? Does it help or does it hurt you in the long run? I feel like, well, I don't know. It could have went either way. I think, like, even for Wes, if Wes would have stayed in, in the ski mask, I think, mm. I think, either, I mean, either or, because his voice is, is so different. Yeah. But it would have been ill if he would have stayed in the ski mask. Well, just imagine him standing in the ski mask. You never seen what he looked like, but his voice was just so ill. You're like, yo, I, I wonder what you look like. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same for, for Doom. I'm saying, like, it's rare. I think it's rare pictures of Doom, like, on the internet. You see what it looks like. But Still no I, 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 I think it helps. Okay. And yeah, I, for you I, too. I think I think so, too. Um, That that mystery. Just that mystery, yo. Um, I know uh, my Tommy, he's like that, too. Like, you know, you never see his face. You cover half of his face. So, yeah. you know, I, I think. I think that helps because it just makes the listener who who is a consumer that makes them just fiend for it more. Like, yo, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta figure out who this person is. Yeah. Okay, so I, the reason why I ask that question is too because I like to get the different perspectives from an artist and a producer too because you guys could have totally different answers. Like, you guys could have said like, well. How are people supposed to access you if you're not out in the forefront, dude? But but like it's like what you said, dude. Like Doom has a cult fan base, like that you gotta build up too. Like even with with Mock Army too. Like I noticed, like once Mock took that picture of Jay, yo, I started seeing people. I didn't even bump Mock Army to like, yo, this dude Mock Army nice. I was like, dude, this, that picture was released yesterday. You ain't slick. <laughs> But like, but what I'm bringing up with that is to um, seeing Hove, who is a billionaire in hip hop, take pictures beside Benny or like Markami. What is that motivation that that gives you? Never knowing that the higher ups are watching, or even like Griselda being signed to Shady Records. Um, 
that that just that just allow that just lets me know that they they're tapped in. Okay. And they know what's up. You know what I'm saying? And they know what's up. And and a lot and they they respect the groundwork because a lot of us that's doing this like yo, we ain't got no backing, we ain't got no investors. Like we doing this straight from the mud, like mm. doing it like gr- like grinding, really getting our hands dirty. So for a whole to acknowledge like a Makami and or for a West Side Gun to acknowledge. JR, you know what I'm saying? Like that 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 speaks volumes, you know? Yeah. Well like even like when you see like um Royce recently posted on Instagram like buying the entire RJ Payne discography. It's like, yo, that's what that's what I like knowing that this dude paid with his own money for this. Like, that's that, dope. That just shows the appreciation too. Dope. That's dope, yo. Mm. Um, so with you guys having a great chemistry and like I'm I always say this too, a bright future ahead of y'all. Um, is there anything that you like to plug in before I let you go? Like maybe like merch coming or like video? Because you said the video would drop it, but maybe we can re- elaborate on that. Um, my God, video it was shot by my boy uh, Cam Cam TV. I've been working with him for years. We got that dropping Wednesday, and uh, exclusive limited edition tape cassettes is dropping as well. Ooh. Ain't got a specific date, but they're getting pressed up. We're trying to, we're working on trying to um, get it, get it on wax and vinyl. So, you okay. Know, what, what the, are, we, are we using the original cover or the streaming site cover? I just gotta ask. Just gotta ask. Oh, we we definitely using the the the, the Ron Artest cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I love that cover. Oh, it just like the, the the theme of that cover is like it just lets you know you're in for something right now because I don't know who he was going after, but that dude looked like he was gonna get fucked up by that dude. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, you definitely got to tap in and, and go watch that have the whole joint unfold because I think I think it started with Ben Wallace flying around our tabs, if I'm not mistaken, and um, the fans started blowing and going crazy. And one of tabs, being who he is, he laid on the um, on the announcer board joint, and he laid on there. And a fan threw a cup at him. And that, <laughs> that picture that you see is Ron Artez about to go choke out the fan. <laughs> but, but he he choked the wrong person. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm definitely watching that tonight on YouTube. That's got to be on YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's definitely on there. Okay. So you choked the wrong person. That's the, that's the, <laughs> he choked the wrong person. Because I watched I watch something on there on YouTube and they show the dude who actually threw it actually slipped to the side and landed <laughs> choked the wrong person bro like you see it he kinda like slipped off and just like one of the just choked the other dude. That was crazy. I had nothing to do for it as there's a fan just getting choked out. It's like dude yeah, it, but, was, but, it was crazy. But I like how that fits like the technical foul cover too because like like never paying homage to nineties head uh, to nineties basketball. Okay. Um so without further introductions, uh you got great energy. Appreciate you, JR. Appreciate you never. If uh, you ever want to come back with your team, just let me know. I'm always loyal to my guests, you know, I think you're a dope artist. I wanna cover the hell out of you like we did tonight. Um is there anything you like to plug in? Yo, everybody who's tapped in, y'all know the vibes. Y'all need to go get that technical foul. Yes, sir. I'm a boy, never. I produce all the joints on me. Y'all know the vibes. If y'all need a dope podcast to go vibe to, and you become a highlight low from the desk of the low. That's it, man. 2020. Stop saying 2020 vision. Because y'all about to go crazy with the 2020 vision. Yo, I'm over oh, it, yo. <laughs> yo, just, 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 yo, just make music, yo. Just make music. And I'm just going to say this right now, since we're all talking about this. The one rapper that names his album 2020 Vision, that ain't it. That, right. That, <laughs> bat, and battle rappers. No joy <laughs> Vision bars. <laughs> I know it's coming. It's gonna happen, it's coming <laughs> that goes for you too, B-Dot, if you're listening. Nah, nah. No, but that, that, I don't think that using some 2020 vision bars. But I could definitely hear somebody 
saying it because yeah, somebody's now, trying to break that edge down. Trying somebody is trying to do an angle, a twenty twenty angle right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say Hollow probably be the first to do that. Hollow, one of those dudes that seem like <laughs> anyway. I gotta, I gotta. My bad, Hollow and Dodge. Salute to you guys, to your past guests. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, no, shout out to Hollow. Hollow the GOAT, man. He, he actually one of the people who rock with the, um, the, the main VDOT project. So shout out to Bro. I mean, but, um, yeah, low. Yeah, man. So just let us yeah, know what you can do. That's your word. All right, time, my guys. Like you said, uh, I only cover the dopest of the dope. So, like I said, if I ever done heroin. I'll be needing that, but, <laughs> but like you said, like I said, it's another classic episode from the desk low featuring my guy J.R. Swifts, and y'all never know, talented artists, tap the fuck in, if not, you're missing out. This is sad. Uh, what? All right. All right.